If you're local to the Lehigh Valley, you might have seen Ed Hanna and me on WFMZ TV recently. Their news team did a story on the patio podcast while we met at his restaurant, Union and Finch, to talk about their recent run-in with Hess's mania. During our chat, I admit to Ed that the timing of one of his really good ideas, while ultimately beneficial, it initially sent me spiraling. Luckily, that part did not make the evening news, so you'll hear about it now. Hi, I'm Kate Caraha. The Patio Podcast is a wistful exploration of my hometown's enduring attachment to Hess's department store. I'm on a quest to understand Allentown, Pennsylvania's multi-generational interest in one single place. The Patio Podcast is a new collection of Hess's memories, meant for the here and now. Finch is an American-style restaurant located at 1528 West Union Street in Allentown. Formerly J.P. O'Malley's, which closed in 2009, the building was later bought and restorations began in 2015. Ed Anchez Hanna, along with other family members, have grown Union and Finch into a Lehigh Valley favorite and a gem within a gem of a neighborhood. By the way, it is Friday afternoon and I'm starving. So before we hear from Ed Hanna, I just wanted to share my Union and Finch go-to items. Truffle Finch fries, wedge salad, fish tacos, a Mediterranean mule, and the pickle jar. And now this is the Patio Podcast. My name is Ed Hanna. Uh, my wife, Shanaz Hanna, and I own Union and Finch here in Allentown off the corner of 15th and Union Streets. And you have a background in the music industry. I do. What is one song? I'm going to put you on this spot here. One song that you could not live without hearing again. Uh, huh. <laughs> it's not like a favorite song. If you knew you were never going to hear a song again, which song would you make sure you could hear again in your life? The one that just popped in my head was Bruce Springsteen. <gasps> Born to Run. Oh, my God. Mine's Bruce Springsteen, too. Uh, Badlands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a great one. Yeah. When Thunder Road comes on the radio, I, t- I turn it up and I say to my kids, I'm like, shut up. This yes. is the greatest song yes. of all time. Yes. And not even if it's not, I just feel like they need to know that. They need to remember that I song agree. the way I remember it from you know, my dad growing yeah, up. Are you he's gonna, touring. Are you going to yeah. see him? I want to. A friend of mine said, let's go. Um, he's in New York and New Jersey, obviously, soon. But it's just like, gosh. I know the time, the prices are pretty Right, pretty exactly. Yeah, they're <laughs> so. crazy. Nostalgia is a really big theme and why I am uh, started this podcast. And I really want to explore how nostalgia plays a role and why we're still talking about Hesses. Just to begin, we're here at, in Union and Finch. And do you think that patrons first checked out your restaurant at all because it was J.P. O'Malley's and the nostalgia they had for this location? How much did that play a role? Absolutely. I think nostalgia was a big factor into why we chose this building to open this restaurant. And also for employees, I'm not employees, sorry, uh, former patrons of J.P. O'Malley's that are coming back to this location. Now, there was certainly a fear that when we chose this location to be the uh, what's now Union and Finch, that how would people feel about it? Because they remembered as J.P. O'Malley's for the most part, and, and prior incarnations as well. But J.P. O'Malley's was a big part of folks my age 
um, their life. So I, I think that was a concern of ours. You know, what would they feel about right. the changes and all that stuff? And, you know, most of those people are at a different point in their lives anyway. So I, I think a lot of them took well to the changes for sure. All right. So we're here to talk about your t-shirts. Sure. I'm going to give a background. So on December 14th, mm-hmm. 2022, your Instagram account announced that through Queen City Apparel, yep. you were going to be selling t-shirts with the Hess's logo on it through Christmas. Yeah. Um, they could purchase in the store, mm-hmm. um, or I'm sorry, in the restaurant. Tell me about creating those shirts and their first release. Where did the idea come from? And what was it like when that first announcement went out? Right. So we were just trying to do some things with the, an apparel business that you mentioned, Queen City Apparel. And we thought, what would be neat to do around Christmas time? And I think a lot of folks that remember Hess's have very fond memories of, of going there, not only during Christmas and the holidays, but just generally speaking. And we thought, what better way to do this than create some Hess's t-shirts and, and see if there's some interest. We knew there would be interest. We just didn't know how much interest there would be. So we wanted something simple and clean because that's what Hess's was. I mean, it was, it was, it was extravagant. But it was also very simple and delicate in terms of, I think, what the store looked like and, and the ambiance and the vibe that it gave. So one of our actually servers here, um, who's a graphic designer as well, um, she designed it and you know, with some direction from me and took off. We thought, like, let's try to get it up as quickly as possible because we didn't know what kind of demand there would be. So, you know, the turnaround around Christmas to get T-shirts out because there's a lot of people trying to do apparel, obviously, was a little bit longer than we'd like, but that's understandable. When we posted it online, there was a tremendous amount of interest, a tremendous amount of interest. How many did you order in that first run? I think we ordered between 30 to 40, and we could have easily sold close to 200. Easily. I just think we, we undershot, to be honest. We didn't want to sit on a lot of inventory. But uh, once we posted it, we, for the most part, I got emails. I got uh, people walking in. I need the Hess's shirt. We were out of the sizes and what we ended up doing was uh, a subsequent pre-order just to accommodate the demand, but we didn't have enough certainly to get. And that's where I got mine in the in the second round. In the second round, mm-hmm. right? Because there was no way we could turn around another order of you know how many T-shirts by Christmas. So, were you surprised by that response? I don't think I should have been surprised. I mean, I, there's still a tremendous amount of people that live in this area naturally that remember Hesses. So. I was happy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't have been surprised, but I, I, I kind of was. I, I undershot. I mean, I just, I think we, we anticipated there being a demand, but like I said, to order 200 and not knowing if you'd move them or not was the concern. And Totally. I feel like same with this podcast. I had it in my head for six years. And at the time I thought about it as a vlog, certainly during the pandemic, I thought I could maybe interview some people via zoom just for a project. And I just never put it out there. And the second I did, I just, I talked to two people just to make sure it was a decent idea and I should even begin to explore. And then it just kind of took off. Well, I remember when you reached out, timing was awesome. Yes. Well, so that's my follow-up to the, the December 14th date. The reason that sticks out in my mind was because, so my first call with somebody who is a a journalist and a memoir writer to just float this idea out there was November 15th. And he said, you got something here. I'd be happy to kind of guide you along getting started. And it went from there. I immediately bought the domain name and and got the Instagram handle I wanted. And then I just thought it would happen in six months. Well, as soon as that post went up about your t-shirts, I had six messages, texts, Oh my God. And my friends 
because over that month I, I told some friends and family and they were very excited for me, but I was like, oh shoot. Yeah. This might create a Hess's tidal wave. Yeah. And I don't want to seem, you know, in early in the new year that I jumped on a bandwagon. Yeah. And that was just kind of some imposter syndrome yeah. sinking in and some, some self doubt. So I went back and looked last night. I posted three pictures on my Instagram on December 14th, just to timestamp yeah. that, okay, I'm in the mix on this conversation. Yeah. And I've learned now that the conversation never stopped. Number right. one, Number two, um, gentleman who is helping me when other things like this have come up, he said, it just speaks to the potential for your podcast. It It doesn't take anything away. It supports that there's public interest in Hess's still. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a great point. I mean, the timing is awesome because I think it it helps support not only what you're doing, but also what we're trying to do, not only in regards to Hess's, but also just nostalgia in this area. There's a a tremendous amount of nostalgia in this area. A lot of folks that remember a different time. um, And, you know, there's always that reflection of it was better back then, whatever, you know, and and that's just a natural way, I think, for for most people to think about things. I just, I think it just shows that there's certainly a like I said, a, a yearning for those times and reflecting on those times, whether it be Hesus or other things that they remember from their childhood and whatnot, so, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I've been reading a lot about nostalgia and studies, and even though it started you know, as an illness, they thought that um, people had, uh, I think it was like Swiss missionaries. It's now developed into what psychologists are saying is a positive emotion because it connects you yeah. to not only a special time in your life, but it connects you particularly to a community or maybe a person um, or your family. Even if a negative sentence comes out of their mouth, I believe the feeling or whatever their brain is feeling is probably the positive yeah. chemicals that come along. And again, it's, it's very easy to think it was better. It's just different. It's just different. Yeah. It was different. I, <laughs> the irony of it is last night, uh, you know, we were all in text groups with friends. I was texting a group of friends about... Uh, spring break in the eighties and MTV spring break and some of the great music that was coming from that, that era really. And uh, it just makes you feel good. Yeah, I totally. think that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> really absolutely. Is. Absolutely. So did you ever go to Hess's as a shopper? I did. Um, I remember going with certainly my parents, probably more so my mom, you know, looking for dresses. My mom would, you know, for, for, for events, social gatherings and whatnot, or just shopping in general, whatever it might be. Um, I do remember going to Hess's. I remember going to Hess's patio quite a bit. And you know, my memory is not as strong as others. So, um, right. you know, it's not as vivid as others, but I, I do remember, you know, as a kid, it was good up until a certain point, but you also, you get tired. You want to go home and do some other things. But, you know, I, as long as we ended the trip at the patio, <laughs> I right, think that right. was a key. So yeah. we got some sweets and some food. I was happy. You know? Yeah, there's I, something for everybody yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. I do. And, I, and you know, it's the irony of it is I, I remember going to this quite a bit, but I also remember going to the Hesses that was in Whitehall. I don't know if you remember yeah, that one. Yeah. Certainly nowhere near the experience that you got downtown right, Allentown, right. but it was just a branch of it. I remember that because it was a little closer to home for us. Sure. So. I remember, I think, being downtown once or twice. And um, mostly I remember being on Hamilton Street, and I yeah. thought it was Manhattan. Yeah. And then I remember being in Quakertown at the Hesses. Yeah. So that's another part of the reason why I'm just so curious about this topic. I was decorating under my Christmas tree with the boxes, the Hesses boxes that are behind you. And last summer I was meeting a stranger in the ice cream world parking lot to buy a lot of them off Facebook. And I was like, why do I care? Why am, why am I coveting these boxes? Like they're gold, but it's, we, we do. 
So when people came in to pick up their shirts, did they share any memories? Was it mostly people, you know, our age or people who might have worked there? It was a mixed bag. It was a mixed bag. I had a young lady come in last week who clearly, you know, was, was younger than when Hess's was, was around, I should say. Um, she knows stories. And she said, oh, she called it Hess, not mm-hmm. Hess's. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's certainly a mixed bag. I didn't get a ton of stories, but I, I did... Did a lot of people just saying this is awesome? Yes. Yeah. You know, this is again a, a part of my life that I remember and made me happy. So, what about your previous six years? Has it has it been that you've been here? Yeah, uh, seven in August, okay, but yeah, seven, six okay. and a half now. What about those years made you think when you started Queen City Apparel? Yeah, that there's brands here that. Ha- are no longer that have longevity that people would be interested in representing them on a shirt. You know, what is in the, in the water here I, when it I, comes to that nostalgia? Yeah, I, I really think it's a, just a combination of people just um, honestly telling me stories when you're, you know, you're in this business, you have a lot of conversations with people. And one of the conversations that I have with folks is really um, just the nostalgia of the area and how, there's a lot of good memories in of this area and growing up in this area and, and folks just feel that there's a, a demand or a gap that would be awesome to fill that reflects back on the history, the culture, the diversity of this area in particular. And I think for us, Queen City Apparel, while it's kind of slower going than we'd like, uh, the intent really there was to was to not only focus on Allentown, but the Valley, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of history right, in this area, right. a lot of beauty in this area. There's a lot of changes that have happened in the last 20 plus years you know, demographically and whatnot, that um, is pretty amazing. And to kind of watch it and evolve is awesome. But I also think people want to reflect back and remember what it was like so that they can tell the stories that a lot of people don't know. Right, really. right. Yeah, and it's probably particularly important now. I mean, we're way into the revitalization. Yeah. But we both probably came back around the time that that was happening. I remember seeing the first crane Ew. downtown yeah. for the hockey arena. So when you're seeing it be built, you're reflecting back or just kind of maybe don't want to lose some of that because Allentown or the Lehigh Valley has an extremely rich history it does. and it does. it's has very rich newness now, yeah. I believe. Do you remember when we were in that marketing meeting for the city of Allentown, like oh. at Muhlenberg College? I do. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And of they course. asked us of course. if Allentown were an actor who would it be? And if oh. Allentown were a animal, what would it be? Great memory. Yeah. I forgot that question. Um, <laughs> and I wish I remembered all of them, but I just remember yeah. the one that stood out. Do you remember any of the responses? I don't. I don't, but I remember sitting at that round table for sure. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was, uh, I, I, I forgot about that round table. It feels like ages ago, but yeah. I don't remember the responses, but I remember the questions. You know, and Hess's did come up around the, that, yeah. at that meeting. And that was another little, like, uh, nugget I put in my pocket of, Okay, this it's coming up again three years later. Yeah, people are. Uh, this is another thing that maybe this podcast would be a good idea. Yeah. Um, but I think it was Mayor Matt Turk who said if we were an actor, we'd be Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And animal. Someone said a honey badger. Ah. Uh, but I like the Robert Downey Jr. It's almost yeah. really beloved. Yeah. Comeback kid. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, comeback good, kid. Good is, comeback story. Yeah, I, I think the role would certainly, or the, the actor would have to be a comeback kid because I think that's what certainly is happening right now. Part of your recipe for success is this building yeah. and being in this neighborhood. You know, how has history and roots of where you're located just geographically been a part of your success? 
I always tell people that uh, one of the things that we're proud of about this location is that it's been something for a long, long time, even before J.P. O'Malley's. Um, it was built in 1925. And if you look around this area and just Allentown, there's still a lot of beautiful architecture. And I think part of what we wanted to do was take something that was something before and uh, make it special again, um, because I think that's what really a lot of people have memories of at this location in particular, of it being a special time in their life, whether it was O'Malley's, whether it was Cheers, whether it was Trinkles, whether it was Nip and Tuck. There's a lot of, like I said, incarnations. One of the phrases that was said to me when talking about Max and Charles Hess founding Hess Brothers in 1897 was hometown boys make good. And I feel like that applies to you as well. How what does that mean to you? Does that stand out as, as something that perhaps is a personal motto? It, it does. Um, grew up here, uh, moved away to New York in 95, came back with Shanaz in 2011. Um, I was telling a friend the other day, I never thought I'd be back here, especially after living away for 15 plus years. But uh, coming back and not being a part of the community would have probably been an empty void in, in, in our beings. Um, so we really wanted to not only open this restaurant, but also be part of the community. So I think that motto is pretty, pretty important because that, that certainly signifies what we try to do here. Does your what your wife is not from here? She's not. No, she's from New York. She's from Yonkers, actually. Has uh, she ever heard of Hess's? Does she think it's a little silly of all this uh, Hess's mania? It, it, I wouldn't say silly, but we have a Hess's box similar to the one that you brought with you, and uh, that's the only one that we have. She said, "You really want to keep this?" I said, "Yes, I do want to keep this." We have uh, one Hess's gift box, so she gets it. Uh, she gets it for sure. She understands, like many places around this country, that there are institutions that either exist or don't exist anymore that hold a special place in people's hearts. Yeah. Department stores are very popular and, you know, restaurants also, they hold a special place. It's where did we go for Sunday brunch? Where did we celebrate mother's day? Um, so you've, you know, in a similar industry as Hess's. Yeah. Certainly tried to establish that vibe. Um, I think Hess's certainly did that for a lot of people and, a lot of people still talk about Hess's. We're, we're fortunate, again, they've been here seven years. So nowhere near the history of some of the other restaurants that exist in the Valley, but we're trying to build that, you know, those special memories for people, for sure. Now, psychologists say that nostalgia is a positive emotion. Um, in the end, it connects you to community. It helps you make decisions about your future by looking into your past. Um, it's a, it creates a lot of identity when people came to purchase your t-shirts or when they just come here because they remember JP O'Malley's, do you find that the nostalgia they, they come in the door with is a positive emotion? It does. Um, I, I certainly think it's positive. A lot of folks come in that uh, were around when Hess's was open or maybe not, but they heard the stories from their families. Um, nostalgia brings people to a time that I think in some ways was, you know, potentially a happier time for them or just their childhood and, and reflecting back on simpler times for them is, is certainly a positive emotion. I think that that helps them be happier. You have a very strong social media presence. I was eating here once and I saw your wife standing probably on this bench, getting the perfect picture of a hamburger. And since I I'm kind of a social media coach. I took a picture of her. I'll have to share with you just to say, this is how it's done. You have to do it. Yeah. Not everyone loves to do it, but advertising 
was huge for the Hess brothers. They did it almost every day. How now it's free on social media. So how has constantly communicating what's happening in here online or even in the newspaper been a part of your growth strategy? That's such a great point because you think about Hess's, they didn't have the luxury of what we have today at our disposal, which is a phone and social media. Um, It's huge. It's huge. I can't say how much it helped us, especially during the pandemic. Um, It was critical because everyone was at home. Everyone was at home on their phones, waiting for news. So it was important for us to be in their face, so to speak, for lack of better words, and make sure that they knew that we were still out there. We're going to do things in the right way. We're going to provide them with comfortable food that they can still pick up and take home. So social media has been a tremendous impact on this business. I mean, I can't tell you, our following has grown almost threefold in the last three years on social media, which has been huge to the success of this business and continued success. Just to uh, validate that for you, I'm sure you've been building relationships really well Mm -hmm. in the community and in here. So I'm sure the, the growth online wouldn't happen if you had a lousy restaurant and mean people. So I want to give you credit for, for that as well. Good and bad social media certainly provides value to a lot of folks and businesses so that we're, we're, we're grateful for it and what it's done for this business and certainly the following that we've attracted the last three years. On that note, I wanted to tell you a story yeah. again about uh, Shinez. I So you opened in 2016. 16, yeah. I had an 18-month-old. We would go out to dinner a lot when he was a newborn because we could just sleep. So we thought, this is great. What do people complain about? You know, fast forward six months and we never leave the house. Going out to dinner would be a nightmare. And when you opened, um, we had friends who grew up in Allentown, were in town from D.C. They have parents who live in the neighborhood and they said, you have to go to this restaurant. It's our dad's favorite spot. So we figured, okay, maybe we're ready to get back out there. So I'm sitting right back here with my son. I think my husband's getting settled elsewhere. And Shinez sat us. She got menus. It was probably 4.30. It was mm-hmm. early. So no, no one was here, yeah. which, was, which was good. And then she kind of disappeared for a little bit. And I thought, oh, maybe we're so early. The kitchen's not even open yeah. yet. I don't know. And then she came back with two books three coloring books that were not just your standard menu, yeah. but actual like coloring yeah, pages color. that with interest and like four little toys. Yeah. And I instantly was like, this lady gets it. Yeah. And I feel so welcome here. Um, so I just really, whether or not I ever ate here again or, or yeah. was actually dining, I, it was a memory. Yeah. It, it, was it an cer- certainly yeah. was an experience. Similar to what you, you know, people experience at Hess's really, I think that was uh what was special about that really. And I think building experiences and building memories is what's the key. It really is the key to success of any business for that matter. I think Mm -hmm. that's, that's huge. Absolutely. And then in 2018, I wrote you a review on Facebook. I looked it up. Um, So I I say, I love you have gluten-free buns, which I eat gluten-free so I can still come on the burger nights, which means a lot. I mentioned how um, the staff brings books for my kids. Um, I came here with a group of friends to watch our friend on HGTV. Yes, um, I yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So that was really special, yeah. very welcoming. Um, I said the bartender was super attentive. 
Um, the food was always great. And I said, and when you meet the owners, you know, it's about so much more than the food. It's a win for Allentown. Thank you. So I'll end with that. That last statement is what sends chills up our backs when we hear that. It's, it's special to be able to, to make people feel again at home and happy. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. So. Well, Allentown and Lehigh Valley is very lucky to have you. Thank and you. the Patio Podcast is so lucky to have you. So thank you so much, Ed, for your time. And uh, lunch is about to start. Yeah. Thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so we're, much. We're looking forward to more. Yeah. From this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate we're just it. getting started. Thank you. Thank you. You can grab one of Queen City Apparel's t-shirts next time you are at Union and Finch for brunch or burger and a beer on Thursday nights. Regular t-shirts are unisex and come in various sizes or grab a crop top Hess's tee. There's also a link in the show notes below that would take you to dynamiteshirtprinting.com slash collection slash union dash finch where you can order one online as well. Thank you for listening. I hope you find the best of everything every day. Until next time.